Bear Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. What's up? Episode 89 of Dead Air. Two hours of hardcore radio. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it bedless today. Um, you might hear a little bit of um, it's that time of year. So if you've been with us, um, you might hear that fucking lawnmower in the background, even though everyone should be social distancing. Uh, I know that I know a lot of people in my neighborhood are just fucking over it. It's it's just a fucking weird time. Lots of during the it's been a month. Um I've been at reduced work at this point for um exactly one month. It has been one month since anywhere that I've worked like that is um bar oriented for my security job is now ha- I have not stepped in um a bar which I wouldn't have if I wasn't working but fuck it i haven't i haven't been to like the capitol hill area in a very long time uh just recently went to pick up a check and it's it's very weird it was less weird than i was so there's videos everywhere like i'm sure any local city um this is happening where they're having the gopro or not the or like or like the drone fly through your empty city and i'm just like my thing about that is it could be just about any like that could be any city like that could be any time like that's like 
dead. Just like you could do that any like dead time. When I went there, um, I think it was, yeah, like a week ago, it was a Friday night. There was a lot more people than I was expecting. Not a lot, but still there's people walking around, people playing in the park. It was weird. And there's still, like I said, there's a ton of people still walking around and like people are getting pissed about it. But as time, as time goes on, I think that opinion's starting to fade. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but we're going to keep it strictly music. Cause that's all like, I mean, it's hard not to mention what's going on. And I'm sure this will be even mentioned when, you know, because it's going to be, even when things open back up, it's going to be gradual open and things are still going to, it's going to take a long time till things are back to what it was like a month ago. So welcome to episode 89. This week we're doing all dog years records releases. We have Chris from dog years who we're going to talk to in just, just a few, like a minute or so. Um, from now we're going to play, um, dog years records a lot of we're gonna play some deep cuts as well um stuff that you may have not heard a lot of you may have heard the underdog too i think we're gonna skip a little bit of that because i think a lot of people have caught on to underdogs again through that so we're gonna um strictly do um uh, play a lot of tracks from the new underdog record which came out just about two two and a half weeks ago i think um rise of the alpha dogs um is out now for you to pre-order. I just pre-ordered a copy today. Um, got that fucking stimulus baby. And uh, they're going to be out. It told me it'd be out like uh, like to your house once you order it. No later than late June. Which is, you know, a nice little, you know, summer surprise. You'll probably order it while you're doing some uh, online shopping. And then uh, it's just going to... Drop on your drop in your mailbox one day. I'm like, oh fuck, this is dope. I'm I'm excited about it. Um, I have a tape player. I'm gonna I'm gonna paint up and uh, customize because it's it's a fucking old one from my childhood, and I'm just like, it's just been sitting there. So I'm excited to. I'm getting a few tapes that I'm gonna rock and put that in my little uh, corner of the apartment. We start off with a track from the Rise of the Alpha Dog. Uh, the newest one. We played the first track from Fom, who uh, part Denver, part Tacoma. Um, singer lives here, like not too far away from where we broadcast. And just a really all around, just fucking good band. Um, we talked about it when MJ was in. Very, I, there's a lot of those uh, early 2000s um, parts that really remind me of like very um american nightmare ish um stuff like like i know uh they played with um uh, modern life is war and i know there's there's a lot pulling from that earlier part of that of that decade as well and it's just uh more of the faster stuff and really shows so it's really good um fom time is now uh, played that record. It's really good. It's a really good song to start off the uh, comp. And I know that is the first of m- many more songs to come from the band. So I'm very excited to see where that goes. Also, I'll say this a couple times. Um, this is also going, uh, all proceeds will be do- donated to races. 
You can do Races Texas on uh, Instagram. And this goes for refugees, immigrant families um, during this time. So donate to what you can. I think it's an awesome thing on top of um, just being uh, dog ears, being mindful of what uh, you know, what's going on in the world. They're very good at um, picking new bands. And we're going to talk a lot about that. So I'm going to shut up and we're going to play the next song. And then we're going to let Chris say what the fuck he wants to say. Um, we're going to play a band, which is, I've said this over and over. It's one of my favorite bands of the year. Um, kind of with an awesome um, release on Flat Spot. Just bought a tape from them and um, it ended. Uh, we had a keel on the phone like three, uh, three or four episodes ago. And I just uh, love, his vocal style and like like we said in the last that episode just gets in and gets out and just attacks the fucking mic also with attacks it with aggression but also some fucking rhythm in there and it's really good i really like akil's um take of um on his hardcore vocals so big fan and raw dog is definitely one of those tracks that is it's another just fast fucking song. It's under a minute, 49 seconds. So literally in 49 seconds, you're going to hear from Chris in, a, in about. So we're going to get to it. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Hardcore punk fucking no, 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 shit right Hell here. yeah. Yo, that's the only way to do it, man. It's that boom, boom, boom. Yeah, man. <laughs> So I'm gonna just start getting getting us going now, cause yeah, I'll, let's do it. Cause I will have to head start heading to work in like a little over an hour. Um, Holy shit! <laughs> a cent- a central worker right here. You know, awesome. What do you do? What do you do? I um do I am a security guard for oh shit for a um for a pretty popular independent station radio station in uh seattle that if you, if you if you follow music you will in general you've probably seen a video or two off of one of their live sessions on youtube that's awesome so it it's pretty cool it's actually like a pretty relaxing place to fucking work for the most part and during this pandemic no but like only one time so far i had a dude like um run, like he it just out of nowhere he was probably just on crack he he <laughs> he i saw him he stood he there's like a little like um like fountain area and he stood on uh-huh. a ledge stare there the windows it's a glass there's glass and it's a basically a glass wall see right into the building stares right through the building and charges it and then and he starts banging with hand and fist and then he tries to he tries to open locked doors goes to the next locked door in the alley and then i say what are you doing he's like and then he just like calms the fuck down and he's just like oh it's just looking oh oh there's someone here <laughs> he's like i was just looking and then he oh did, my god and then he and then he runs away and tries to do it on the other side of the building and then just just disappears and then but, but besides that it's been like a good time to uh just like 
chill and st- like i've been streaming i i finished all of tiger king in a oh, shift, yeah in a shift because of that oh um, yeah that's a that's a quick one though it's a no it's a really quick one and i don't know especially because like you you can't stop watching it it's just so insane have you gotten to the point maybe because it's in the we're in the quarantine like i'm tired of people talking about it already oh yeah definitely i'm actually the thing that i'm tired about is people like complaining that people shouldn't watch it like people are like oh you shouldn't support that show you shouldn't watch it like he is so mean to those animals he's done such bad things and I'm like, y'all, y'all, you guys all watch like fucking murder shows about serial killers, and you like worship those serial killers. Like, no one's saying that this guy's a good person. Like, we're just watching a show. It's a do- It's a documentary, dude. Exactly. Like, there's freaking History Channel documentaries about worse people. Like, come on. So, Chris. Dog Year Records. The last time, like I heard you in like a podcast format, you said you were one half of dog years or are you now one are you are you still half or are you the whole dog years at this point technically i'm one third now oh you have more so, you have expanded yeah. we've expanded we brought uh the the rich like the the guy who owns it i guess you could say the guy who started it dylan my partner my best friend uh his girlfriend Demi also helps so technically there's three of us so it's a it's so, a family it's a family business yeah, except they're they're located in Chicago, and I'm in Springfield, Missouri. So it's quite a quite a bit away. So we just like do things remotely. Give to give a brief like give us the brief like just summary, just the timeline, the, hi- the, the history, the his. Give us the brief <laughs> history as I. I'll do I'll do it like a what was that Spark Notes or whatever where it's yeah. like real short. Okay, so uh, like 2010, Dylan bought a tape duplicator from a church rummage sale. A few months later, uh, me and some friends started a band called Big Mouth. We were from Springfield, Illinois, and then our friends in Milwaukee started a band that was Focus Minds. And Focus we X like, Minds. Yeah. They don't. They, towards the end, they called themselves Focus Minds, though. So, uh, Focus X Minds. I'll always we remember both, the X. I'll never forget it. Uh, we both put out demos around the exact same time, and we were like brother bands, is what we said, because like we had our first shirt designs I did. So like they were the exact same design. They just had different colors. The album art was similar. Like, we were, like, pretty much a brother band. So Dylan, we were all friends, and Dylan put out those two tapes as the first two Dog Years releases, Big Mouth being one, Focus Minds being two. And then he kind of just started the label with that. And uh, the name Dog Years, I didn't know this until, like, a couple, I want to say it was, like, a year ago, I asked Dylan, I was like, I never asked, why, why did you call it Dog Years? And he said it was because when they were at This Is Hardcore with, him and John from Focus Minds, they were talking about uh, how old someone is in dog years by straight edge, like how how long you've been straight edge in dog years. And he just thought dog years was cool, so that's what he used it. But yeah, so uh, he put out those two demos, and then he was going on vacation somewhere, and at the time he was just duplicating for other bands, like if you needed tapes made, he was going to make some for you. And he made some for Warhound, and I ended up doing the tape layout for it, and he asked me to duplicate them while he went on vacation. And so I duplicated them and sent them, I think it was for the Rumble or something, in 2010 or 11, and... uh 
he just asked me, he's like, hey, you want to help me with this? And I was like, yeah, for sure. So ever since then, uh, I've been a part with him. So that's how that's how it goes, basically. We've been putting out stuff every now and then. Started with tapes. Uh, first record was a Warhound record. And our first LP was last year, and that was the Jocko Expression LP. So it's pretty, pretty nifty. And y'all have been making a lot more buzz, I think, since the second Dog Years comp. Uh, yeah, uh, that we took like a little break because I had my I had my first son, so we kind of took like a break. Every band that we had on our active roster like, broke up, and I was like, oh, I don't want to go searching for more bands right now. I got too much stuff going on. But like the whole compilation thing is something I always liked doing. Ever since I was like, I got into music because of compilations like the Warped Tour compilation, the Atticus compilation like Punkarama, stuff like that, drive through records comps. Like, so I was like, I want to do another comp if we come back. And around that same time that we announced that we were going to do like the second comp, we had a couple bands approach us, and one of our bands got back together, that being on point. So that was kind of what geared it. And there was definitely like a, a sudden uh, like a burst in hardcore social media. And, and like Dad and I talk about it all the time, uh, like a lot more support on Instagram and Twitter with bands again like how that used to be in like myspace era where you were always posting about your friends bands you see that a lot more now on instagram and twitter and stuff that definitely helped promote that uh that compilation getting all the bands that we had on it so that was uh that was that time i would say like it's just cool because um there are hardcore comps like so much hard there like like you kind of cited a lot of stuff uh and it's also it's also like kind of the side the Science times because I think you and me are kind of close to age. A lot of people. Yeah, how old are you? I'm uh 31. Yeah, I'm 30. So <laughs> I turn 31 next month. So that's perfect. Yeah, I turned 31 in February. I'm starting to lose my mind with timelines, like of yeah, current time. Time is yeah, time is super weird right now. <laughs> I want. I literally, as far as like time is concerned, I want to. I want this whole year to just to just fade away. Can none of us yeah, just like a reset or something? <laughs> yeah, can none of us age at all in just yeah, like I, I want wanna, this year back. Yeah. I don't mind being 31, but I don't want to be 32 and like be like cuz these are years to make the most of what you you got and I'm like Exactly. And I'm like I'm I can't make the most of fucking anything right now. Um, yeah, no one's doing shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to get out there, and I'm like, before I get old and too old and want to just stay home all the time. I mean, I exactly. want, I already want to do that a lot, but I'm just like, I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to fight the urge. Now that you, yeah, now that you have to physically, you cannot leave. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> I want to fight the urge, but uh, fucking COVID nineteen has other plans uh for yeah for the rest to punish us <laughs> for the rest of humanity but like yep. a lot of people will cite like really awesome you know like the new york hardcore comps and mm -hmm. like and like i just uh finished watching um the doc on on that and i think that's really cool but like comps that got me into other hardcore bands were band was stuff that had like punk adjacent punk and hardcore adjacent stuff that, exactly like i found the banner through a warp tour compilation yeah uh, exactly those old warp tour compilations were amazing and i know some people wouldn't I, it might not be the like the cool thing but like a, a lot of people of our age became aware of hardcore through lanes of the internet and warp tour and like kind of dove into 
into di- specific lanes because of that. Exactly. And at that time, like whenever we were growing up, Warped Tour was really like, that was like really... Uh, that was the big was thing. Yeah, it was huge at the time. And it was also, there was a lot of skateboarding involved with Warped Tour at that time. Like the music, uh, like that culture in general was very prominent with all of those compilations and like the Tony Hawk soundtracks and all that stuff too. And is that kind of the approach? Cause there is that approach of, of wanting to be a tastemaker, but also there's the approach of those New York hardcore bands of just like getting, uh, finding those connections, just like straight up asking bands, Hey, you want to be, a, you want to be on a comp? Cause I feel like oh, I, I definitely, I think I definitely think it's more of the whole, like, trying to find bands that not everyone's talking about kind of thing. Because I know this sounds cliche, but being from the Midwest, it is very fucking hard to get noticed for anything. Like, not as hard as it used to be, because a lot of the bands that are out now are huge because of that, like Inclination and all of those bands. It's like there's a lot of eyes on the Midwest now, but it's it, you still have to work really hard unless you know someone. And I think that was what the main goal is why we took those... We're trying to find bands not everyone's talking about. Yeah, there's some smaller, like some bigger bands that people are talking about, but not enough people are talking about them. I think that's the main reason we focused on those type of smaller, harder working bands. I think, and I think the second one, like coming up, definitely, I think it, I think it helped. What do you, what in your mind was like, not that you want to like, because they're all like, when you make a comp and you have a lot of bands that you care about, it's all your baby. But what, what was, was there any ones that like surprised you of like bands that have, uh, gotten that have gotten bigger since the comp? Oh man, that's a good question. There's a lot of bands that really took off after that comp, like, uh, live force. They were starting to get a name for themselves, but after that comp, I feel like they, I mean, they signed a new age right after that comp. They got like a seven inch deal from another label and then signed a new age right after that. Like they definitely had some, they got some eyes on them from that. And I'm friends with those guys. So it was really cool to see. And then of course, like time and pressure, those are my friends. Like I grew up with a lot of them, not like grew up, grew up, but like we were in the same scene. I lived in St. Louis for a while or near St. Louis. Okay. That might be the big, the big one, like the, in my mind, the biggest one thinking, yeah, just thinking like, about it. Cause that band is like James and them. They, they don't even, I feel like they're very humble in the way they just don't, they don't consider themselves. Like, I mean, they're not the biggest band, but they don't. It definitely, I definitely think that that's because of where they're at. They're in St. Louis. Like it's another one of those things where you're just, you're in a city that is used to working hard. And I mean, I mean, Red Bait is on there too. And that band, they're on new age and they work their asses off too. time and pressure. It's just crazy. Like direct measure. Well, they were called brute force at the time. They're working on new stuff. There's just a bunch of bands on there from small towns and cities in the Midwest that are really just getting out there. it's awesome to see. Terminal nation was already like getting oh, yeah. pretty was already had a, a good buzz. I think around the time. And Oh yeah. I, I've known Stan for a while too. I did the, one of their tape layouts and, I knew whenever I was working on Underdogs 2, I really, really wanted them on it. And as soon as I sent him a message, he's like, yeah, dude, we already have a, like a, a song recorded that we haven't put on anything. And I was like, oh, perfect. And like half the bands, I don't, there's like, I would say, I would say, yeah, exactly half the bands have, have um, members have been on 
this program as well like because just like through looking you know through listening to comps like this and also just like i try to keep i try to keep the same ear as you like i thought to the ground it was it was pretty cool just because i was like fuck this person knows like is on the almost exact same wavelength as me because like 2018 i had like red bait dying for it i mean of course i've known devin for for a long ass yeah. time so like rejection pack was a no-brainer one that i didn't like catch on to as much until um seeing them in seattle last year was low end um oh yeah that band is super good um i think there's another the- band I've, I've known all of those guys for so long because uh one of one of the members was in a band called uh smashed in and those guys i think we- my old band played with them, so I knew them from that. And whatever, they were all friends with Focus Minds and stuff, so I knew them before they were in bands or anything like that. They were just like young kids coming to shows, so it was pretty cool to see them. Like they were in Stone, and that we all know what happened with that kind of situation. And so it was cool to see all of those people make something of that stuff and make low end. Yeah, that so that was a that was a good comp. I, and right after that, you. Like not too long, Jocko. Like the signing for the Jocko record was happened, and um, I've talked to those those guys too, and I'm excited to hear like newer material because what they have oh is yeah, the new, interesting the new seven stuff. inch is yeah, their new seven inch is really good. I'm excited about that, and excited for people to hear the rest of that because they have three more songs that we haven't released yet, and they're so good. I just wish this like COVID nineteen thing didn't happen because it's really well, putting a damper on timelines and stuff. i know they were gonna be here <laughs> they were gonna be here this month in, yeah in seattle yeah. and i was like yeah before covid i was this close to because i was gonna have them play do i was gonna do a whole video thing of them playing in the studio and shit and i was, I was oh, gonna ask them awesome. they don't even know that but i was gonna ask them to do that eventually if they come back that's what i'm gonna do because i will really, definitely be back I really They'll fucking like that back. band. And then they did the single, and now we're to Underdogs 3, um, Rise of the Alpha Dogs. There's yeah. a lot of bands that have already been... This one like has a lot of bands that I've that have been like upped a lot, and I think like Gel. That's yeah. I mean, with the um, SSD cover, like that makes sense. Classic. I think I think they had a they had like a big video of them doing of do, doing that recently. Like yeah, they have... I, I want to say yeah, it was. I think it was this. I think the singer did it with Youth of Today or something like with, that. I thought I thought they had. I can't. I can't be. I can't be certain. I think um, Ray, um, yeah, Mister Mister Capo was uh, was uh, did some vocals. I think somebody else did too. I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely I definitely know the video you're talking about. And I know like people I, were sharing that shit around. And but yeah, and, and, on, awesome. and on top of that, hardcore for the freaks. That, that oh yeah, shit exactly was for the freaks. That shit was perfect. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, a good like like end of the decade style record this one i'm not exactly sure how i found them i think it was like anthony or one of the members i think it was anthony where we were on the axe to grind facebook group together and they like shared it there and i was like this is awesome r.i.p axe to grind facebook group yeah that was such a bummer (laughs) well that no echo one is kind of taking the place 
Exactly. Which is cool. Um, exactly. I love Carlos. So, yeah, Joe. Um, I really like gum has some catchy shit. I have, I don't think I listened to the whole thing on this. I, so I'm going to have to re-listen to some of this cause I, re- I borrowed my girlfriend's like, um, portable, uh, stereo to realize it was mm-hmm. like one of those really bad bootleg ones from, uh, Amazon. <laughs> and I was just like, all of this sounds like it's, it's in a fucking garbage can. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> like, so I was like, some of it did not go as didn't sound as good as I was expecting um, just because it was like, oh, okay, this is, then I really listened to some of it. It, was it like, sounded oh, like it was coming out of a tin, tin can. Yeah. That was what's, that was kind of the vibe. Um, definitely, definitely have had one of those before. It's not good. No. Um, but I've liked, I've liked gums stuff as well. Um, just some catchy, weird punk. Um, the weirdos. I love it. Uh, I need to re-listen to placeholder because the stuff I heard I've heard previous of them um is really fucking good. Yeah, it's kind of like Kid Dynamite lifetime style stuff. Exactly. Uh Cat uh Catherine from FOM lives here in Tacoma. Um I did and, not know that. Yes. Um That's crazy. I thought she lived in Denver or something. The rest of the band lives in Denver, I believe. I knew that, yeah. The rest of the band, but Catherine lives it. Yeah. Lives here. Um, not too far of another person who's supposed to have been on the show, but never just hasn't made it. It's weird that I can get people from, you know, halfway across the country, but sometimes in my own fucking town, it it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that way. Um, um, another cool track from Jocko. That's like, yeah. That one's. I don't know. I don't know which. I like both of them. I want to listen to both of them back and the new ones back and forth because just you have to listen to the like once the record comes out, you have to just like get some time and listen to the record straight through. Like it is just perfect from front to back, and it flows so well. I can't. Like I'm. I'm so excited to release it. (laughs) I think this might be a big one for the label could be i hope so i uh, hope so uh one of my favorite bands that that i've heard uh released this year is end it i love that band oh my gosh that band is so good i did i did three shirt designs for them and i was really excited to actually post them but they were saving them for something and then that thing got ruined because of covid so i was like really bummed but they're still printing them it's just gonna take a while for them to post it i'm really bummed about it <laughs> i liked i've listened to gadget um Prior to this, uh, Gadget XXX, um, um, Headcount, like well, seventeen second song, but it's so good. <laughs> I, the member previous members of Drug Control, which was a very under yep. underrated. Oh band. yeah, that band was awesome. Yeah, extremely underrated. Um, I feel like they. I feel like Drug Control was on the first Underdogs comp, but I don't remember. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if I. If I. The first one had some pretty big bands on it. Some bands that went on to be pretty big. Oh shit! Yeah, I've listened to. I've. I've been a minute since I listened to this. I didn't. Yeah, really, that holy, came out like six years ago. I holy think, shit! This one is a is a fucking. I remember listening to it when it uh, around when it came out. I forgot about it a hundred percent. Yeah, I think some, it was like five or six years ago. Um, peace of mind before they like they got a little bit big before that. 
a band that, that I... was a, that was actually a different piece of mind. Oh, different piece that, of mind. I didn't. That was a that was a band from Chicago who ended up changing their name to Peace of Mind, like P E A C E. <laughs> so like the Peace of Mind from Tulsa started like two months after this came out. <laughs> I was like, oh man, drug, yeah, Peace drug, of Mind from Tulsa Rocks. Drug Control was on it. Purgatory, yes. who's way bigger on the East Coast than it is. It does. It just for some reason. Oh, yeah. It just doesn't. It just hits on the East. Yeah. It hits on the East. Doesn't as much on the West. Or at least North Northwest Northwest Indiana and Chicago and like Gary Indiana area. That's where it hits real good. <laughs> and um, then it hits on the East Coast. You got some Northwest, some old Northwest hardcore on here with a with a single from Safe and Sound X. I be, it was re- oh, yeah. it was released as a single, I believe. Oh yeah. Um, I forgot. I forgot that. what that fucking. I forgot. I I've toured with that band. I forget what that fucking song sounds like. I'm trying to think. Orthodox was on there, I think. Yep, Orthodox. I'm looking at it right now. Who else was on there? Wait, know. Dev's old band? Damn. Yeah, we oh. put Dev's old band's tape out. That's how I knew him. Okay. I'll... We put we put Alone out. Yeah, Alone was on. Um, they were they came through when we were at the actual radio station back in uh 2014 it was the first live set i remember that yeah i think i shared that i think i remember that first live set i ever did and it went very bad because even (laughs) i had i had a i had a dude who was like who was doing a lot of live sets at the time who was doing a lot of like recording for hardcore bands Mm -hmm. and for for some reason like he couldn't even really get it figured out to where we could even hear the vocals (laughs) And I was just oh, like, no. that that scared me because I was like, fuck, if if this guy can't make this work, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do a live yeah. set here. Then I'm screwed. <laughs> then I'm fucking screwed. But eventually I got it down. Um, I don't know. No, this studio in Tacoma, for some reason, everything sounds a lot better here. Um, but also I was doing those live. I was doing those sets live. So like, yeah, so I was scared and I was like. I was like, whatever we got, we got. Um, <laughs> it was, and um, vulgar display was fucking so yeah, was cool. underrated. Um, oh yeah, definitely. The, That's a little snapshot of the past. Looking at the old cops, <laughs> didn't? Uh, yeah, they. I think they toured to the northwest and then never, never came back. Um, and then I know they're still pretty revered by some people. In that, um, oh yeah, they're huge in Texas. Yeah, I know. I feel like I talked to a Texas band about it. To um, don't remember though. Uh, we have uh, also Cross Me was probably the biggest one on here. Yeah, went to went on to Bridge Nine and did some did some big shit That's for a while. Members of Low End. Yeah, the band was pretty fucking good. They I think they kind of like obviously they somewhat peaked around that 2015 era and then just Well, they went through like three different votes. Oh yeah, I know one of them ended up here in Washington. Yeah, and... that was Chris from Focus Minds. Yeah, and he they start they did a band here that was Yeah, what was that called? I was trying to remember. Payback. What that was payback oh it was the original payback <laughs> it was dude it was around the time there was three or four different paybacks trying to just come out that year yeah i think i definitely remember listening to it whenever he put it out 
There's because there's also a payback. There's obviously the big payback, payback XXX, and then there's yeah, and then there's um a payback that was from uh the DC area. Damn. So maybe people should maybe people should look for names online before. They... <laughs> I had them because I Dead Air did one comp ever, and the payback DC was was on that. Um, so no, like there's some stuff that definitely went on. I'm going back to the yeah. other, I'm going back to the other comp though. Let's go to the third one. Go to the third. <laughs> this is actually our fourth comp. I didn't. We we did a this is hardcore comp in like 2012 because we had a, a booth there. I I checked out the uh, I I I've heard the name out of time, but I was like looking. I was like I didn't realize there was like a straight. Um, like Crown of Thorns ripoff font going on with. Oh this. my, <laughs> dude! Out, out of time was so good, and it was a real bummer because we put that record out, and then the drummer moved to Richmond, and they broke up like right after we put out the record. And those are all my homies from St. Louis, so it was a big bummer. <laughs> so far, have you been pretty pleased with like any uh, feedback from this? Oh yeah, this one's this one's not going as quickly as the second one did, but I think it's just because of what we're dealing with right now. Like every like I know personally I listen to way more music like at work or on my drive to work because I'm at a computer all day. Yeah. So like this one, it like took off real fast at the beginning and then it's just kind of slow. But like with the second one, that one was like it sold out of the tapes in two days. Yes. And I, I just I think it has to do with a lot a lot of people lost their jobs. It's just it's it's okay though, because all the money is going to charity anyway. So like, I'm not biting the bullet on anything. All the stuff is being donated, so it's not like I have to. I'm not paying anything out of pocket. I'm me, unfortunately, through weird channels. I'm waiting for a lot of, like, I have, I have money expecting. It's like because I'm like, oh fuck. One thing I do want to do is buy some records and buy some tapes while I'm here. But like, because of this mess, it's uh it's screwed up some shit for me and I've had um, paychecks not come in and like waiting on some, you know, unemployment shit while I'm here. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just like, I'm just like, like sitting here twiddling my thumbs and, and waiting for, for people to get their shit together. Yeah. I, I totally understand that. Cause I'm, uh, my job had like a stay at home order. Well, actually the entire like county that I live in. So we were non-essential. So I've just been sitting for like two weeks and I don't go back until the 27th of this month. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I have a, I don't, so, I'm like at a part-time level. So like, cause I am full-time, but they like, they had to like, to try to keep some people actually like employed. They had yeah, to, they, they, they had to give yeah. me give some shifts away, give some of my shifts away just for like until until this all blows over. So I'm like only there for like three days a week. Yeah, that sucks. But at least you still have a part a part time job. Yeah, and I'm not complaining because it's definitely like everybody's got some different like situations going on now. Exactly. Here. So like I'm, I'm just I'm very thankful I have freelance design to like fall back on because I'd be screwed. Right? Yeah, and I still like I work. I do like engineering too for like in records uh, and do like studio work here. So I'm like, there are, there's little stuff to do around here too. Like people have, you know, commissioned for some projects around the studio. So yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, there's anything there, helps. Yeah. That's, 
that's one thing and i know like james from time and pressure was like was saying was talking about um just like if anybody's really hurting and for the in the gig economy and need to do doordash like that the the tips have been really generous um lately so that and they've been doing a lot of the bonuses as well so yeah i haven't i haven't got to that point because i have a i have a kid to take care of too at home yeah i have i've got two so i understand (laughs) so i'm not so i'm not trying i'm trying to figure out other other angles and not Mm -hmm. trying not i'm trying to not go out and keep everyone safe if i don't if you know if you got to make your money make your fucking money but if you but if you can afford it sucks that it sucks that we as a country have to actually like think about that like do we put ourselves and our family at risk to be able to survive it just sucks that that's a thing we have to think about well thanks to scummy landlords uh, exactly uh, bail out all the banks bail out the banks and the landlords hallelujah whatever <laughs> not to, not to be negative on the timeline right <laughs> it's it's all good i'm not i'm not too worried about it yeah like i like i said if i sum up my some of the favorite tracks on like on the uh first listen of this um (laughs) definitely that uh the the end it track pummel also was one that uh, that struck that struck me i really liked um i've already really liked the stuff from fom and i thought that was a pretty that was a super strong track to uh to start out the comp yeah they sent me the lyrics and like they were wanting to release a track early and i was like yeah let's do that let's because Bandcamp announced that they were gonna like waive all the fees for like a, a certain day and they sent me the lyrics and i was like yeah let's do this this will be the first track because these lyrics fit really well with like what the comp all the money is going to so that's why i was like let's put that up and i'm really glad that we put that in the other four songs at first just to kind of promote the that it was coming because that first day we did really good numbers with just those five tracks up which was awesome i think we raised like 200 or 300 dollars in the first day so that was cool yeah which ones are like ones that you never like standouts yeah stand like i don't want to i don't want to do standouts as much as ones that you've never like that you just randomly stumbled upon for this one so towards the end like i had an initial list and i messaged a bunch of bands and there was like a ton that didn't get back or like they couldn't do it so i had like a couple days to come up with a couple more extra bands to throw on and i did like just search some tags on Bandcamp, and i found no brainer and that band's from australia they're from perth and they they have that like mental locking out style mixed with like down to nothing like old down to nothing and like kids like us just like blended and that's like what i i like started to really get into with hardcore was like that kind of style so like i really like that track another good track is insecurity they're from france like just fast youth crew style hardcore uh i was really stoked to find them I'm trying to think who else is on this one uh placeholder were my friends so it was really cool to get to put them on it uh primitive rage and they're another band from here from where i live now uh so it was cool to get another local band on it same with uh one they're from here uh i'm trying to think who else is <laughs> of course the ended track is great pummel uh strict strict with some real ignorant music that was like on the heavier tip there was that and like I think Church Tongue was heavier from what I yeah. remember. Yeah, I, I definitely try to touch all the bases with like trying to get all the different genres of hardcore and make sure everyone's kind of got something to listen to. 
the Big Left uh, cover track of Die Cruising is really good. That band, they're from Milwaukee too. They're really freaking good. Yeah, I, the the I like the Crowbar cover. Um, oh yeah, Strangle You the, and Prevention. Prevention's another. It's cool to have them on it because uh, when my old band was playing in Springfield, Illinois, that's where we were from. Uh, a couple of those members they grew up watching my old band play. So it was really cool to be able to put them on this. I've listened to a little bit of Three Week Old Roses, and I know I know a lot of people. There's quite a few people that actually like that band too. Oh yeah, they really they get, they have like a half heart kind of sound. Implied Risk that track was really good. Decline Decline recorded a new song. So it was cool because they just got a new vocalist. So it was cool to be able to get them on it. Uh, even though the, like there's a couple bands that were ha- they had stuff at the studio but they couldn't get to the studio because of obviously what's going on so it's really neat that they actually made it happen like a couple days after well i would i would boast to say that this is like probably one of my favorite current like these these underdog um comps are my favorite of any comps that are are coming out right now cuz they're like you're putting a lot of time into them. You're, oh my gosh, I put so much time into this. You're, <laughs> it seems very genuine. A lot of there's some comps like I've I've had bands on comps and it's just it's just as simple and I've done it too. Like where mm-hmm. I did a I did a submit here and I and I picked some bands that I liked. But you also like took a lot of time where there is like those ones that we, the big ones that we listened to growing up, there is mm-hmm. that, um, that intentional thinking of how you want to really put this together and what makes a, a hardcore comp unique. Um, just exactly. like, just like with, uh, like the New York hardcore comps, um, mm-hmm. that came out in the late eighties. They, oh yeah they, they took a lot of, it took a lot of time or, I mean, they had to personally talk to all the fucking bands because no, no internet. Oh, they yeah. came up and like, <laughs> and they figure and they figure that out, and that and they've become through that legendary, and not purposely taste making. I feel like I was a huge punisher with all of these bands on this thing because I messaged everyone so much because a the first emails I sent, I was getting people like telling me they never got an email because I was like, hey, did you get that email from me? So a lot of the emails were going to people's spams. And, like, some people just didn't get it. And I was just like, oh, my God. So I was, like, messaging people on Instagram, Facebook, all over the place. I probably had, like, six or seven rough drafts of, like, bands that replied and bands that didn't reply and bands to talk to. It was just so much. Like, this one took me way longer than the second one. But a lot of, like... As soon as I asked the bands, like once they actually got through, they were like, yeah, let's do it. The bands that said no, the only reason they said no is because they didn't have time to get to the studio. They didn't want to submit an old track, stuff like that. So it was cool that people actually wanted to be a part of it. It's it's a lot easier to ask people now after the success of the second one. (laughs) Well, also you have people doing original tracks like those older hardcore comps where a lot of the stuff is just... Not not all those comps are, are original picks exactly. for like the stuff that we listened to growing up. It's just mm-hmm. it's just they they've been able to get the best song off of the record, get yeah. it on a CD, and get it into a store where people can get it more accessible. 
they're like accessibly this is like i think true to the hardcore spirit um with what you're doing yeah i mean growing up with like those anarchist comps the rock against bush comps and like punkorama i just remember there'd be like a little asterisk that was like exclusive or unreleased or something like that and i was like as soon as I was putting together the, the first comp, I was like, I want to try to get as many exclusive tracks as we can. And the second one, the first one, we got a, a good handful of exclusive ones. The second one, we got way more. But this one, I think we only had three or four tracks that were released already. But like one of them was like a re-recorded version, so it didn't really even count because it was a brand new recording of it. Pretty neat that... We had so many people actually like go out of their way to get into the studio to do this. I can't wait to give this a a further listen. I think what you do is an important service. Um, I think it came out at a perfect time um, in in just the world, even yeah, though it's I not mean... coming out, and even though it's not like maybe the initial like. I think the problem is there's so much media right now. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. A lot of people are trying to prioritize because they're like fuck this is like like once this is over i need to get back to life and back to my job exactly and, and right that's now, why i mean yeah it's it's nice because whenever i get back to work i can put the order in for these tapes because i actually work at the place that makes the cassette tapes so uh so we got like a couple more weeks for people to buy them before i actually have to put the order in so that's nice uh uh i know personally of two other compilations that are coming out where the money's going to charity so there's definitely going to be a lot of, <laughs> a lot of music for people to catch up on yeah and just like in my brain it's just like you there's like some things like i'm trying to catch up with all the new shit also want to want, want to listen and watch some shit i haven't watched in a long time Exactly. Um, I'm doing my best to keep up like during this time and just get like we I'm doing the forgotten hardcore um stuff with Devin and just like yeah. I'm just trying to to get my library all set up and have all the have all that like nostalgic shit um cuz I've been on of it. I think a lot of people have been on this nostalgic tip like once Devin talked that's my, about that's this That's my livelihood. <laughs> yeah, once Devin that's... started talking about that, I've been just like getting my kicks by posting old like like most of my like interactions in my like facebook like the dead air facebook group has just been old northwest hardcore stuff like over and over and over again there are so many good old northwest hardcore bands so many good ones yeah and i'm hoping for a future of good ones because we were we were doing really good we were we were starting to get some momentum back right before uh <laughs> the what do you guys have Change isn't change from yeah Seattle. Change okay. is a yeah, Northwest change. hardcore band, and they're there. It's also helps that Aram, who yeah uh, from be um from champion betrayed, betrayed champion yeah his the goat yeah doing and uh, also members of like keep it clear and stuff are doing are like put together a super group in that same kind of vein. Of what the, exactly of, like basically just rebranding of what they know they know what they they exactly. know what they're, they know what they're doing and they you don't they, need to change it it's good enough <laughs> they've kept they also have that song with the, like the reggae part which is fucking yeah that was cool they yeah, played like it that. live and they played it live and it was super good and i was like i was like this is it it translated really good live too 
Um, I hope they hit the Midwest. I'd love to see them. Yeah. Also, bands. Now that we're you know we're talking about stuff in Northwest, uh, Real is a really fucking good band. Um, from yeah, from I've heard there. them. Dev, I think Dev showed showed me them because they played with them on tour. I think members of Safe and Sound, uh, singled out stuff. And oh, yeah, I remember that band. Yeah, they did. I remember that band. Yeah, there's Sing a lot to remember. Uh, Damn. Also, by all means, is one of my oh, favorite yeah. ones. That young, rocks. young dudes doing some fucking cool hardcore, uh, all all native, um, fucking That's awesome. sick as shit. So doing New York hardcore, some fucking justice. So been a, I'm almost. It's almost time for me to head to work. So let's. <laughs> and I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna go sit down on my computer and work on some layouts. So to finish to finish this up a little bit. So besides the um, the comp and the dog ear stuff, you have a uh, you you do you do design. You also do uh, you also have started your own podcast. You want to talk about those little things real quick? Yeah. Um, so I do graphic design like as a side hustle. I eventually it'll be like a full time thing. Uh, I. I did the rejection pack, 7-inch layout. I did the time and pressure layout, LP layout stuff. I do a lot of stuff for Safe Inside Records. Uh, so if you picked up a, a record from them, I probably had some type of hand in the layout or anything with it. Uh, yeah, so I just finished a layout for Life Force for their new LP, and then one for Thumb, too. So there's a lot of stuff coming out that I'm excited to actually share. But that's uh, that's what I do as my side hustle. And then I originally started my podcast to talk about art, but it kind of just turned into me talking about whatever I want, try to keep it positive and talk about good things that are happening in people's lives. And that's, that's basically it. That's basically what I do. And I'm a, a full-time dad. <laughs> Same. I'm... Just to... And it rocks. I love my kids. This Ab- uh, this quarantine has actually helped a ton because I actually get to see them. I don't have to go to work. It's nice. My my problem is there's so much. I'm I gotta get tomorrow. I'm gonna spend most of the day just like going out, like hang out maybe at my parents' house and like go mm-hmm. and go and uh, out to their yard and play and uh, so she can yeah. play with the dog and stuff because yeah, it's it's, it's it was rough, fine. Yeah. It was fine for three weeks. And now it's yeah. this week. This it gets four, hard. This fourth week with the seven-year-old, it's it's gotten it's gotten pretty like bad at some points. Where does she does she kind of understand what's going on? She kind of understands what's going on, but she also thinks she thinks she has a feeling this is going to be forever. And I'm like, it's not. Oh gosh, and I'm like, so sad. <laughs> yeah, she's. How like, do you explain to them? Because you don't even know. <laughs> Exactly. She said if the if this happens when I'm a teenager, I'm going to make sure there's only ten people in my store. And I'm oh like my gosh. I was like, that sucks. I'm like yeah. I'm like, how do you how do you like <laughs> My son is like he's two and he just wants to go outside and he wants to see his grandma and grandpa and he just keeps saying, Nina, Papa and I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy can't go anywhere so we have to like he plays on like the front porch and the back porch because we live in like an apartment complex there's like little kid on their porches and he'll just scream at him he'll be like hi hi 
it's so sad, but like at least he's interacting with other kids, even though he's not like playing with them per se. Yeah, it's oh man, rough times to have kids right now, dude. It's so fucking rough. Like, but think about when they're older and you get to tell them about what they went through. Yeah, uh, but like, she's doing well, and she's very like, she's very calm about it. But times the it, it does get bad where like there's there feels like a been there's been a regression of of two years because she's been yep. in school for two years and she's yeah. doing little little habits of what she used to do when she was when she lived at home all the time yep. when she didn't go to school and then like like trying to uh hide food under like <laughs> <laughs> like food that she does not want it's, uh, <laughs> like she's in the saving it for later <laughs> no she's not she's straight up trying to hide the evidence i definitely know how that goes and i'm just definitely been there before i was just like damn i'm just like for some food i was like you know you know if it's vegan and you don't like it i will eat it <laughs> <laughs> just give it to me <laughs> just give it to me there's some ones there's ones i'm just like you don't want your French fries? Hand, oh man! Hand them over. Don't. <laughs> everyone, everyone wants fries. Come oh no, on. she does, but she. Oh yeah, they she, get full fast. She bored. She. <laughs> she's a she's a bored eater too. So her eyes are always bigger than her stomach, and she yep. just like keeps wanting stuff. And then I'm just and then she's we're, we gotta we we gotta be the bartender. We gotta cut her off. I'm like, yeah, my son is a grazer, so he'll just like go for each plate grab stuff and then he'll have his plate full of other people's food <laughs> that's half my that's that's all my half my friends growing up <laughs> anytime we go out that's like that's same one, that's one thing i don't miss about socializing is just like you know i was like i wish i had, i wish i had the de- demeanor of like some of my other friends like in high school of like like they knew they didn't have money and they somehow like could could give you give you that smile and like steal yep. your mozzarella <laughs> stick off your plate when you're at when you're at Applebee's or something? And I was just oh, like, I was like, no, I want mozzarella sticks. Way to go! <laughs> <laughs> at, Wait, I think we have a box in the fridge. I might have to cook some of these for a midnight snack. At this hour, there's not much. Um, it's twelve thirty here. <laughs> yeah, it's ten thirty. The only thing open, I'm gonna. I try to hit um, Del Taco on the way. Oh, man. Cause... I miss Del Taco. We had one in St. Louis, and it just it disappeared and turned into a, like a Chipotle. <laughs> and it was like super crazy. Yeah, it was super crazy. It looked like a big UFO. Chipotle is nowhere near as good. No, it's not, and it's more expensive. Let's not pretend like it is, people. It's not. Okay. It's false. Qdoba is better than Chipotle. True! Actually true, but also uh, Chipotle. I do like um, the Safritas. Like that stuff. Is, oh yeah, those. Yeah, the Safritas rock. I'd rather have the Safritas than the whatever the impossible um, meat that they had that they use at their shit. But enough of that. I gotta get my ass to work. What are some yeah, last? Say, what are some last minute things you wanna? Any last words? Um. Talk well, about Dog Ears Records and other shit. Go do a deep dive on Dog Ears if you haven't checked our stuff out before. There's a lot of hidden gems that don't get talked about, kind of to go along with what you and Dev talk about. There's a lot of forgotten stuff on there. 
personally, if I were to pick three for anyone to check out, I would listen to um, Jig, which is members of uh, Inclination. Uh, um, 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 what is that band? Wrist Meets Razor. It's Brian from those two bands. He did vocals for it. Super cool, fast punk. Um, the other band would be New Deal, which is kind of that locking out style. It features Thomas from Dying For It on drums. I didn't know that until a couple couple years ago. I think like two years ago. He's like, you know I'm a Dog Years alum, right? I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know that till right now. New Deal was awesome. And then check out, actually I'll give you two more. On Point, The Anti-Cool, or Year in Fear. Both of them rock. You like that like incendiary style vocals with like the bouncy down to nothing rival mob kind of stuff. I love all those bands. Fe- I- yeah, featuring featuring members of Gideon and Counterparts. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yep. What a strange uh, then, turn. Yeah, you got to check it out. It's really good. And then uh, the other one I'm going to say is it was members of Better Times from Buffalo and Young Turks and Focus Minds, and they were called Climate. Oh, shit. And yep. Were... No, that, that, that band was really fucking good. Um, I know. And the seven inch was so fucking good. Short lived. Broke up. Yeah, very short-lived. They were writing a new record. We were going to put it out, and then they broke up. That be, yeah, they came out around the same time. Uh, Cutting Through and Climate did a small yeah, stint together. Yeah, they did a little run together, yep. And they, um, <laughs> and they played with... What are some... What are the, what's a fucking good-ass hardcore band? Freedom. They play. They did a show. With, they did a show with Freedom here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It was pretty, that they, was, they played with Dying Force. I remember Thomas telling me about it. It was pretty um, fucking good. But yeah, as far as Dog Years goes, that's what I'm saying. Uh, pick up the the new Jocko record. When it comes out. I'm excited because for that. I don't know when it will. It's coming because of everything that's going on. But we'll post updates. I'm sure. Pick up Underdogs Three if you can't. Pay for it, download it, it's free, just enter zero, listen to it, go listen to all those bands separately, like their pages, support other hardcore bands, support other hardcore labels, community over competition, and that's what I have to say. Oh!
You're listening to Dead Air Terrors of Hardcore Radio. Shout out to Chris and Dog Eared Records. This is going to be the rest of the sets going to be all Dog Eared stuff. This is a Dog Eared episode. I mean, I, you got to support like something that, cool like this where uh, it's all community minded as far as all the money is going to good places as well as really um, putting a, having a, a place for uh, newer bands and putting a and putting together such a cool comp with uh, bands working really hard to uh, put out original music just for this comp alone, and not just a not just a bunch of random 
you know, collected a collection of songs over the years. I think uh, Chris and Dog Ears does a really, really good job at what they do. So let's get to the music. We started off with a band from Arizona um, on the new on the uh, Dog Ear newest Dog Ears comp called Point Break from Arizona. Just a fucking mosh band. If you haven't heard Point Break, um, they currently do stuff through Irish Voodoo Records. Probably my favorite band on the label currently. So uh, give that a check. I think they were going to be in Washington, but I was I don't remember. They were. I feel like they were going to be here before this all happened. Um, up next. We had a band called Church Tongue, um, also on the comp. They um, had a track called "The Guilt of You." It was very melodic, very heavy. Man, it's it's hard for me to like to like really uh, pat down what I'm. It's it's metalcore. It's 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 definitely has has a has a heavier tinge on it really really high production so it has some leads that remind me of kind of like some misery signal stuff that's going on but also it's it's a bit heavier so it's it's definitely i would call it melodic versus metalcore um heavy metalcore but i don't have i don't know if i have the perfect um description for this band so if you do like bands like misery signals or like in like heavy like this is definitely much like more metallic and heavier version of that a little bit slower and chuggier so check that out church tongue on the more melodic and kind of pop punk side we have placeholder um they're uh, not to be mistaken with the band that came out in the early uh, 2010s uh, pop punk band from Pennsylvania. This is a band from St. Louis, Missouri that kind of plays more of a uh, lifetime style of melodic hardcore. Definitely this song reminds me of more of a brighter and like pop punkier lifetime song. So it definitely uh, and lifetime is definitely on in the genre of pop punk <laughs> I would say probably my favorite band. Like they're the only band that has really stuck with me over the years. It's definitely, there's some different stuff in there, but definitely in that lane. And then we have um, gum with slipping. There's definitely a, a heavy post-punk vibe. When I hear something like that, it's, it's really good. It's, it's just a really nice, smooth um, sound. I think it, it really ties the uh, sound together for what's going on. Like there's so much heavy, fast, um, you know punk pop punk and then having a nice like kind of post-punk um sound on this comp is i think a very good contrast just kind of evens out all the sounds and touches all the bases so um gum's really good and we're gonna get to another track right now from a band that i've talked about a lot we've had them on the show jocko talked to cameron weeks and weeks ago some sometime at the beginning of the year they were going to be here i think i've already mentioned that they were going to be here like right around now sometime around right now and it's a little bit of a bummer but uh their second newest track wise man is on this uh dog ears comp and i know it's like hard like you don't want to be completely compared to rage against the machine with uh bands because lots of hardcore bands get um i guess uh you know compared to but this is like one of the closest examples like this song alone than any like band has ever done for me like obviously there's other hardcore influences but like it sounds so much like a rage against the machine song and in the best possible way so yeah we're gonna play uh um placeholder was sickness and health and gum was slipping and now we're gonna play wise man by jocko and uh we'll see what we have what we'll have time for not we won't have time for that much so uh 
We'll be back. Listen to Dead Air Terrors of Hardcore Radio. Man made the medicine A futile attempt to pass a patch along Move to the next temporary remedy
All right, finishing up episode 89 of Dead Air. Once again, this is uh, all fucking Dog Years Records releases. We started off this last set with Pummel from Boston area. Got some, got some, uh, um, this song was called Illusion of Choice. After that, from San Diego, California, members of Drug Control. At least, um, at least one member, um, guitarist, Danny, cool dude, always supporter of Northwest Hardcore and, uh, Drug Control is a fucking good band. And so is this band, Headcount. We played, uh, one, it's a 17 second track, Us Against Them. But, uh, like we said a little bit earlier, it's a good fucking track. So after that, we have Three Week Old Roses, who I've listened to a little bit. Um, I've played tracks in here here and there and this one really struck me because i was like i really took the time to really listen and i'm like this feels like the new have heart i don't know i can't speak for the lyrically but um as far as as what they're trying to capture um musically it just sounds exactly like a three it sounds like have heart like it has a little bit of pl- of uh, Pat Flynn um, inflection in there, and I'm definitely hearing it. I'm no have heart hater, so I can see why people uh, like Three Week Old Roses and why people who may have never heard uh, Have Heart might be uh, drawn to them, especially because melodic hardcore is starting to make a make a uh, turn, as you can tell from some of the bands in this comp. Um, we're gonna. After that, we kind of turned to some more to some releases outside of the comp. We played End on End, which is one of the most recent one of the most recent releases on the label. Actually, yeah, it is. Actually, yeah, with Gum. Um, besides Gum and Direct Measure, it's one of the three ones that got released about a year ago. This band, punk hardcore, good band that I wouldn't have found unless uh, unless Dog uh dog years uh dug it up straight edge from oklahoma uh after that played some deep cuts we played alone which is members of rejection pact um devin uh does vocals on this band we played them five years ago five plus years ago on um on dead air when we were uh at the college radio station it's good stuff um it was fun it reminds me of the times where I really fucked up doing a live set for the band. Uh, we played No Youth. Um, it's definitely, if you've listened to Rejection Back and haven't listened to this band, it's definitely super melodic. Definitely an outlier for the time because 2014, there were no bands doing melodic hardcore like this. Or especially regionally, not much, not much going on. After that is another band from around that time. These two uh, songs are on the first Underdogs comp. This next one is on the Underdogs comp as well. Uh, Vulgar Display, Overcoming Torture. Uh, I got to see this band once before they kind of just faded into, uh, just faded away like most bands do. A very groovy um, crossover band from Texas um, who was on tour with Cross Me roughly 2014 and and has made a, a pretty big impact. I've heard a lot of Texas bands um, big up vulgar display and still um, them have a big influence on them and a very fucking, they were a very fucking good band and I could have saw them get 
get bigger. After that, we played Out of Time, uh, the band I talked about that had the Crown of Thorns um, uh, font. Not much information to be uh, said about this band, but we played uh, the third track on their 2015 release that's self-titled Out of Time. We played Cole from Gold, and then we're going to we're gonna finish it up with uh, the gel cover of uh, SSD, like glue, real quick. Oh, I'm, I'm out of time, so actually so we will uh, see you on the next episode uh make sure to follow us on the socials dead air nwcz on both instagram and twitter um dead air hardcore radio uh facebook.com slash dead air hardcore radio and we have a dead air hardcore radio facebook group that you can join and we have dead air nwcz at gmail.com is our email and dead air hardcore radio.com is where all you can find everything so go to deadairhardcoreradio.com and uh, we'll be back. We also, you can go to our Spotify's. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, and um, Google Play. Uh, we I have a new episode that has Devin um, from Rejection Pack where we talk about, uh, we do a, a part one of two where we're going to be talking about um, forgotten hardcore bands and what you think is a forgotten hardcore band. If you have a spot, if you want to... Uh, chime in and be a part of it and you have forgotten hardcore bands you want us to talk about dead air nwcz at gmail.com so all right see you next time this is gel with their ssd cover (laughs) 